Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first official Junk Baller podcast. My name is Michael Greenwood, and I'm here with my good friend, Kevin Otterbein. How are you, Kev? Yay. <laughs> Yay? You don't sound too excited. Oh, uh, no. I, I've been looking forward to this day for quite a while, sir. I am quite well. I'm glad. Or no, sorry. Good. Good. I'm, no, I'm gosh. good. If I oh, am good. No, 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 <laughs> no. There's one thing my mom taught me is trying to be proper grammar, um, but... Your mom's trying to make you be proper grammar. To have prop is one thing that she's taught me over the years is to have proper grammar. Obviously, I'm going to make many mistakes uh, on this podcast, but um, if you're listening, welcome to the first official podcast. Uh, this has been in the works for probably close to a year. Um, yeah. Kev and I have uh, talked many, many years of baseball as we realized that we've we've been friends for close to 10 years now. And that's kind of something too that, long. Yeah, too yeah. Too yeah. long. It's um, been too long. But yeah, it's been it's been in the works for about a year and we're really looking forward to sharing some of our baseball thoughts and ideas with you as uh, you know, we just talk about baseball. And we're really looking forward to it. So um, a little bit about us. We'll do a little introduction for the first podcast. Um, Kev, why don't you tell me why don't you tell me tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Sure. Hello again. Thank you guys for listening. We super appreciate it. Um, we hope to have a really good time just talking about the game we love and having you guys along for the ride. Um, I'm Kevin Otterbein. Um, I'm 30 years old. I live here in Wayne. I've been here for the last two months now, been PA for close to six or seven years. Um, I know Peaches through our college experience. Uh, we played Ultimate Frisbee together. Mm -hmm. um, we were on the Ultimate team. Uh, Shout out to the Eastern Exiles. Yep, indeed, indeed. And uh, and we really just hit it off, like he was saying earlier, just with baseball. Um, whenever we're together, we just talk about it, and we could go on for a while and bore everyone else, but we have a good time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of my baseball background, um, Yankees fan, Boo. I grew up... Boo. Let, let me finish. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, no, I'm, no. I'm going to banter. I'm, I'm going to finish. Okay, fine. All right. Uh yeah, grew, grew up, you know, in central Jersey. Uh, I've been a Yankees fan all my life. Um, I grew up watching all the all the old guys that Yankees fans who are listening are aware of. The Williamses and the Jeters, the O'Neills, the Tino Martinez's, the Posadas. You know the deal. Mm -hmm. um, and we would go to the Yankee Stadium every year, multiple times a year. The Yankee Stadium? The, like the Ohio yeah. State? Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Gosh. What am I, I dealing I, with here? <laughs> I'm gonna really accentuate my uh, my pride here. Oh my gosh! Just the, just to uh, just to get there's there's <laughs> gonna to be get on. <laughs> there's gonna be so much just back and forth, just dialogue and banter and hatred for each other's teams at some point. Obviously, I feel like I have a little bit more hatred for the Yankees than you do the Phillies, but that's just my perspective. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not a fan of the Phillies. If that's what you're getting, it's at. a shame. You know, losing his franchise uh, in baseball history. Oh yeah, what a shame. Yeah. But yeah, no, uh, big baseball fan, and I love playing it. I love talking about it. It's a beautiful game. Mm -hmm. um, Amen. And that's why we're here talking about it right now. Yep. Um, so I'll go now. Uh, my name is Michael Greenwood. If anyone, uh, some people might know me as Peaches. That's my ultimate Frisbee nickname, so some people don't even know my real name. That's kind of an interesting fact about me. Uh, they just know me as Peaches. But uh, I grew up 
playing little league, winning a travel ball. Um, grew up big, strong Phillies fan. Um, and just love talking about the game. Obviously with you, my dad, sometimes even my dad and I will just be on the very end of the table at dinner or family events. And we'll just be talking baseball back and forth because it's just what we love to do. And, um, you know, it's just something that is different about baseball compared to all the other sports. And that's why we're here. We're here to, um, talk about baseball in a way that, you know, might be a little bit different from other podcasts in a way. Um, you know, junk baller podcast is going to be kind of throwing as I like to have started to say is throwing junk to the wind in a way. So every other baseball podcast. No. So maybe, I don't know. I don't, I don't (laughs) think I've, I've listened to a couple of baseball podcasts, but, uh, something that Kevin and I have kind of discussed over the past year or two is how much baseball is changing. And we feel that it's not necessarily changing for the better. And that was kind of our goal for this podcast and talking about, you know, things that necessarily aren't going the way we think it should go. And we have our opinions on how we think it can be better uh, and ways that we view that, you know, it, why it, one of the first things we kind of talked about maybe having a podcast, why, why baseball sucks. That might have been one topic that we talked about, but uh, we didn't want it to be negative in that way, but we wanted to bring awareness to what people are, you know, possibly thinking and stuff like that. Um, but if you're not familiar with the term junk baller, uh, a junk ball pitcher is a pitcher that does not throw anything straight. You know, he has a curveball, slider, you know, even all his pitches have movement. He's just throwing junk to the plate. And so that's kind of our theme. We're just going to be throwing things things out there and see if, you know, if it hits the bat, for lack of a better term. Um, but, yeah, and over the course of the, you know, introductions in the next podcast, we're going to give you some fun facts about baseball as well. And today's fun fact is about one of my favorite pitchers, even though he was never a Philly. Kev, did you know that Greg Maddox faced 20... Who? Greg Maddox. Who? Greg Maddox. Okay. One of the best pitchers of all time, who I would take... That's another story. We'll get into Greg Maddox. I I love Greg Maddox. Sorry. (laughs) Greg Maddox faced 20,421 batters during his time in major leagues. In those at-bats... Only 310 hitters saw a 3-0 count. And 177 of those 310 were intentional walks. So only 133 times, only 133 counts that he had were 3-0. Out of 20,000? Out of 20,000. That's just absurd. Like, when I heard that stat, I was like, that can't be true. Like, there's no way it could be true. There's That happens... It's I, a, I was just blown away. It, it's an absurd it. stat, but then again, Greg Max was a master of control. There was a and never really allowed to, himself to throw balls all that much. There was a dad joke that I saw actually of Greg Maddox where it was he was like when Greg Maddox paints a house, um, all he does is paint the corners. So it's just the house cut in on the corners. It's not actually having a full house painted, but of course. Um, so that's the fun fact of the day. Greg Maddox is literally insane at throwing strikes. Yeah, that's as if you have any questions or um, 
disbelief in that. I, I don't doubt you. Like it, just look it up. Yeah, I, I, it's what I had to do. I had to c- confirm it. It's one of the craziest stats I've ever heard in baseball. Um, but yeah, Greg Maddox, one of my favorite pitchers. Even though he was never a Philly, he was a Brave. Obviously, I might get some heat for that, but I loved Greg Maddox, and uh, I'll have many more topics about Greg Maddox because I would have him in my probably top five pitchers. You know, if I had to choose a team you of all make, time, you can make an argument for yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kev, we're going to go into our first segment of our Junk Baller podcast. It is called Team Talk. Now, Kev's a Yankees fan. I'm a Phillies fan. This is going to be a time where we update you guys on some of our team info, um, whether it be injuries or team news, you know, game that just happened or, you know, something big. But, um, Right now, for the first one, we're probably going to, you know, give you some expectations or kind of predictions for the year and then maybe some injuries and a little bit off-season review. So, Kev, why don't you tell me a little bit about the Yankees? Yeah, sure. So, you know, spring training, It's we're recording this on March 18th, so spring training is winding down a bit. Teams are starting to trim down their rosters, see who's going to be in their starting lineups, who they're going to send back down to the minors. Uh, the big news over the last few days with the Yankees has been the standout Jason Dominguez oh, yeah. uh, hitting right. four home runs in spring training. His swing uh, is fantastic. Yeah. He's an exciting player. Uh, they did send him down, though. Uh, he's not going to be starting to begin the year. Uh, that's not a surprise, right? Uh, no. Yeah. Even though Yankees fans really do want to see him play. Oh, yeah, because they, they don't want to see Aaron Hicks or... Uh, oh, please. That, <laughs> that play yesterday or the other oh, day yeah. where he it called It was terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, I, I mean, I feel bad for Aaron Hicks. I, mean, I don't. No, he's he's terrible. He's bad. But he's like, had his shot. He's had a shot. It's I know, time but, to go. I know, but I, he's playing so bad that I f- actually feel bad. Oh, for it's him. gotten to that point. Yeah. Uh, okay. And, and yet, I mean, like, and Yankees fans are just piling it on Aaron Hicks. At Wait, this point. Yankee fans being you know rude and piling it on. Look, no. look you're a Philadelphia sports know, fan, joking, so you yeah, have no, 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 no. There's, there's no. Um, no, no, we're good. But, yeah, sorry to get back to that. I mean, hopefully we'll see him at some point during the season. They might have to, given the injuries. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, um, still on the injuries front, you know, you have Bader's out, Rodon is out, um, really having to trim back some of those pitchers. Montas, you know, coming over from Oakland, already hurt mm-hmm. finding out that, yeah. and now he's going to be out for a while. Um, the star in rotation with Seve and Cole, they're going to have to step up. How long is Rodon out? I thought it was. I thought he was going to be possibly cleared by like the first or second week of the regular season. Yeah, I mean he won't be around for the opening series, the okay. first couple opening series. But mm-hmm. I think he'll he might get that contract. Don't quote me on that. But it's not going to be something that'll knock him out for the year. Just to be clear, he said, "Don't quote him on that." I'm going to quote him on that, by the way. So Aaron Judge, <laughs> uh, lots of expectations for. him. <laughs> Lots of expectations for Aaron Judge this year, obviously being the captain of the Yankees now. Um, First com- one since Derek Jeter. Yeah, the biracial angel. And, and Judge is... Uh, <laughs> isn't Judge a biracial angel, too? Uh, I have no clue. I don't know. I thought he, I don't know I his thought he might have done background. his background. I don't know. I really need to look up these yeah, things. I just but, know he's huge. He's 6'8 or 6'7 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Gosh. he could... Totally. Yeah. But yeah, come... Being the captain of the Yankees now, he uh, hit 62 home runs, obviously, set the American League record for home runs in the season. Um, there's going to be a lot on his back, and there's going to be some questions about his play in the big time because he did hit 62 home runs. He almost won the Triple Crown in the regular season. 
but he flopped in the postseason. He did not step up when he, the Yankees needed him that's, to. That's right. We talked about that a little bit, and I think I was wrong when I said that, you know, when we were talking about it, that what if they were just pitching around him, but he was striking out. He was know? striking out. They were just probably weren't giving him anything good to hit, but he was probably pressing yeah. at the same time. They were like, well, we're not going to let, you know, him beat him, him beat us. So, but... Yeah, to yeah. be fair, I mean, they were pitching around him toward the end of the year as he was approaching 62. Yeah. There was a lot of walks he yeah. was given. Oh, yeah. But even still, once he hit that 62, he wasn't hitting much after that. And the crowds were booing a lot when he was getting walked through. Because, you know, I want to see history. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. totally. And, uh, I mean, hopefully he'll come back a little more refreshed because I feel like that home run chase wore him down, and that's probably why he didn't play as good in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Um but, I mean, in this town, if you win, they'll love you forever. If you don't win, you're out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, he's getting $40 million a year, right? No. Yeah. It's nine, it was nine years, 360? Yep. Yeah. So that's $40 million a year. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. So he's getting paid to win. Yeah. He, he need, he's the captain of the Yankees. He was an MVP, and he's getting paid $40 million a year. Gosh. So there's a lot on Aaron Judge right million. now. $40 million. Yeah. I mean, Otani is going to top that next offseason, but still, $40 million for a 31-year-old big outfielder. Like, that's... Yeah. I mean, he definitely deserves it. He did. He he was fantastic. It's just... It's kind of crazy it, how much money is getting is involved in everything. It, it wasn't too long ago when, you know, A-Rod got that 10-year contract, and everybody was like, whoa, yeah, that that's way too much. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, 10-year contracts are the norm. I mean, so. Machado re- <laughs> uh, re-signed for 13 years or, or no, 11 years, 340? No, what was it? Three, something like that. I yeah. was like, holy crap. Yep. He's tw- tw- thir- it's just, it's nuts. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's another topic. Sorry. Get you yeah. sidetracked. No, no, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, I need expectations. The Yankees are always going to be high because they're the Yankees. It's the, it's, they're yeah. the team that wins. You've so. been saying get the job done in conversations that you've had with me. What does that mean when you say the Yankees need just, just need to get the job done? Does that mean win the World Series? Yes. Okay. Because when I say get the job done, I mean, obviously they did in the postseason every year yeah. for a while. Feels um, nice, right? Yes, it does. (laughs) Well, yes and no. It feels good to have a team that can perform and give you a chance to win. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel so great when you're getting knocked out every single year, and it gets a little tiring. Mm -hmm. I mean, since 2015, they've had two wildcard losses, uh, two ALDS losses, I think, and three ALCS losses. No trips Mm -hmm. to the World Series Mm -hmm. since 2009. Um, And, you know, people, they win, like, at 90 games a year. They won almost 100 games last year. Um, And they almost lost to Cleveland, who they were expected to not be playing as poorly against. Cleveland, I feel like Cleveland is so underrated going like last year. I just felt like they were the team that the Yankees had had a hard time with. And I think it's because the Yankees don't necessarily... The Guardians were a type of team that I've feel like the Yankees would struggle against. It's kind of like that scrappy team that just kind of annoys, you know, because the Yankees are hitting homers, and that's their that's their uh, motto, whereas small ball for the Guardians, and it's kind of like two opposite ends. Yeah, but the Yankees also, uh, they were up 15 and a half games in July, and they nearly blew it in the second half. Almost an absolute collapse, and it showed in the postseason, too. They they like they were pretty much crawling on all fours yeah. by the time mm-hmm. the postseason yeah. came around. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I still expect them to make the postseason again this year. They had the team to do it. They they shored up their rotation a bit, bringing mm-hmm. in Rodon. Um, hopefully Montas will be healthier at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sevi, you know, having his struggles in spring training, they'll get the garbage out now. Mm-hmm. So that time yeah. the regular season comes around, you're good. And Cole, um, I mean, Cole's an interesting guy to me because – on the one hand, you know, he set the he set the Yankee record for s- strikeouts in a year mm-hmm. by a starting pitcher, which is pretty surprising yeah. to me. He's also pretty he's, he's also pretty interesting in his interviews too. He's kind of a weird guy. He is a weird guy. But it's kind of cool. It's yeah. like it's not like Zach Grinky weird, but it's kind of weird in in another way. He, he's quirky in his own way. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah, cuz I think I saw I had to look it up, but there was an interview that MLB did where it was like you know who who was the rapper or who was a music artist you want to want to listen to, and it was completely out of left field what Gary Cole said. I can't. I gotta look yeah. that up. But yeah, the, he he sets records like that. Though on the other hand, uh, he uh, is inconsistent. Blows in the postseason too. So yeah. I think they'll win the division. I don't think they'll win. They'll get to the World Series because they still have to be and face the class of the American League, who I think, again, is going to be Houston. Okay, so you're going to lose... They're going to lose in the championship series again? If they get that far. Okay, so it's uh, going to be a rematch. That's what you would predict? Uh, right now, if you'd ask me, I'd say yes. Yeah, I think that's pretty pretty logical. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you. I mean, feels nice to be in the playoffs every year, though, I, in my opinion. Yeah? Yeah, because this is the first time... Last year was the first time the Phillies did it since 2011. Yeah. Which is... Longer than we've known each other, Kevin. It, that's true. Speaking of, how do you feel about the Phillies? I feel good. I feel... Because last year, I definitely was a little hesitant to fully commit because there were since they signed Harper, I was kind of like, I don't want to fully invest with this team until they fully show me that they can get to the playoffs. Obviously, I'm going to games, following every game, but it was just really hard to be 100% in and commit and be like, yeah, this is this is gonna be the team. But last year, I mean, that was so much fun going because I went to the I was at Bedlam at the Bank, which was when if you're not, not familiar with Bedlam at the Bank, that was when Harper hit the two run go ahead home run in the bottom of the eighth. I have never seen Phillies fans or any type of fan in the entire world go crazy against the San Diego Padres. Yes, yeah. It was my brother lost his voice for a week because he was with me. He lost it for a week. Like the next day, he could I could not hear him. Like we were this close to each other, not even tables length apart, and couldn't hear him. It was terrible. It was so funny though. Um, and then I was at uh, a World Series. I was at Game Three of the World Series, which is the best World Series game because we crushed Houston. We think we had five home runs that, that game. Yeah. And they teed off against McCullers, and McCullers just throwing curveballs as a junk baller. He's just throwing curveballs up there. I didn't mind watching that. Yeah, no, it's, it was great. Um, so last year was a lot of fun. I expectations are higher this year because we actually got to the playoffs this year, this past year. You know, last year we just needed to get in and kind of get over that hump. And now it seems like they are much more relaxed in camp and much more kind of like, yeah, we can do this and confident. And also helps when you add Trey Turner and also revamped bullpen with Soto, Kimbrel, uh, Strom. Uh, there's one other guy that I'm missing, but um, there's they revamped that bullpen and, and then they re-signed um, 
Alvarado and Dominguez, so that way they have them for a couple more years, which is fantastic. I loved what they did with the bullpen. Kudos to Dave Dombrowski. Really happy with that. Signing Turner. Like, I think I talked with you a little bit. Uh, it kind of felt that when we signed Turner, it was almost like, wait, I thought he was already signed. It kind of just all the stars kind of lined that he was going to be a Philly some point or another. Like he was going to turn down money, which he did. Uh, he turned down more money, I think, from the Padres or another team to come to the Phillies. And you know, he was Harper's best friend, one of Harper's best friends. Like just seems like just felt like it was going to happen. Uh, so when I got the news that he officially signed, I was like, sweet. It's, it's confirmed. I don't know if we have enough, though. I think that we are a playoff team easily. But the freaking Mets and the freaking Atlanta Braves. Two 100-win teams. Two 100-win teams in the same division. Not just the same league, the same division, which hurts our chances of winning the division, which is important. Obviously, last year, being the seventh seed, we were the away team, the lower seed in every round. But, you know, winning the division with those two teams is going to be extremely hard because Atlanta's going to want to bounce back after they lost uh, in four games to us. They're going to want to bounce back and win that division again. Um, but the Mets are, as of today, are still just being the Mets Unfortunately, Edwin Diaz got hurt during the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, that sucks. It it was it was hard to watch. I, I admit, um, I I'm really sad that he got hurt because I kind of just want to face the Mets for at their best, and he's arguably the best closer in the league. Probably is. Um, yeah, and you don't want to see players get no, hurt no, no matter who no. you're playing. Yeah, you no. know. I mean, ultimately, it's it's the differences is just in jerseys. When you take the jerseys off, it's you're it's just every other person. Yeah, yeah. and he's just fun to watch. And uh, but yeah, the Mets got and then Brandon Nimmo's week to week. I uh, just got the update today. He's week to week with a ankle and a knee sprain. So I kind of I don't. I don't know if feeling bad for the Mets is what I feel because I don't ever feel bad for the Mets because I hate the Mets with a burning passion. They're my least favorite team in all of sports, more than the Cowboys, in my opinion. Cowboys are terrible. I'm an Eagles fan, if anyone doesn't know, but Phillies fan, I'd hate the Mets so much. And going to City Field last year, oh, my gosh, I hate the Mets. Only got one time. <laughs> only There's only one time we got cursed out where he's like, F you, go home. I was like, okay, sweet. But after that, most of the Mets fans were decent, but just – don't like the Mets fans. Um, I mean, it, the uh, the new ownership has certainly been more aggressive with the Mets. Oh you yeah, know? no mm. more Wilpons. They got Cohen making mm. the moves. You yeah, know? they lose to Ground, but they yeah. bring in Verlander, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. going to be interesting to see what they do with that. Yeah, especially with how old both of them are. Yeah, that that's one of the biggest things that you know they've had some injuries already to some of the guys that they didn't expect to get injured. Where Verlander and Scherzer are thirty eight and thirty nine respectively, or no. I think Verlander's a year older. Isn't some one of them forty or close I to forty? Cl- they're both close to forty. I mean, like, cl- like yeah, one, like they're thirty. I think Verlander's yeah. thirty nine. Yeah. yeah. By the way, just a heads up for anyone that doesn't know, we are just you know we we have info available, but we're just kind of going off the top of our head with, um, you know, some of the stats and when we're talking stuff like this, we have stuff, but you know, yeah. Um, I I feel like uh, I I think I've talked to you about this off, like before it's. It's either going to totally blow up in their face, yeah, with the whole Verlander Scherzer thing, yeah, or it it reminds me a lot of like Johnson and Schilling though with the Diamondbacks yeah. in two thousand one, yeah. It kind of has that feel for me, yeah. I yeah, it's either going to be fantastic or g- god awful. 
Um, I think it's going to be more good than bad just because Scherzer, just ultimate competitor, Verlander, fantastic pitcher, maybe both Hall of Famers. But, yeah. Um, Cy Young winner last year, Verlander. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. And so, yeah, expectations, I would say we have a decent, decent chance, um, decent, decent chance to win a wild card spot, win a division. I don't know for sure. If I were to put a bet on it, I would say no. Everything would have to go right. But, you know, if we stay healthy, I think we could be the division winner. It, but that's it, only if, if we're completely healthy. Yeah. It's definitely a formidable challenge, or challenges, I should say, given you have the Mets and the Braves in the same division as you. Mm-hmm. But I have felt for the last few years the Phillies, at least on paper, should at least get to the postseason based on the lineup that they have and the moves that mm-hmm. they make. Yeah, um, and a lot of it depends upon how early Harper comes back. Because I got yeah. an update. There was a rumor that John Heyman put out uh, the other day. He put out a tweet that said, Harper could be back by the end of May. And I was like, bull. No way. There's no way he's going to be back by May. If he comes back at the end of May, uh, that's going to be probably the best news. But there was actually, um, I saw something on uh, Reddit Baseball. So it took 218 days for Shohei Otani to come back from Tommy John. Okay. And he was DH after that. So they did the same calculation for Harper. He would come back the the series 218 days he would come back to the series in chicago which is the series that i would be going to if everything works out because i'm trying to go to chicago to see the phillies play at the end of june so if that happens i might have a full lowdown on a podcast there because that would be fun so yeah that's gonna be something that we can talk about in the future uh and yeah so expectations i think it'd be really cool if we saw each other's team in the, in the world series that'd be a lot of fun be a great I, content for it, sure it, it would i mean we're going to be seeing each other's teams on wednesday april 5th when we go to new york and yankee stadium that's for the game. true that's true that's true and i'm looking really looking forward to that yeah uh, you haven't been to the new stadium yet right no i have not uh anyone doesn't know my one of my bucket lists is to go to every mlb ballpark um so i'm trying to knock off at least three this year um but, but yeah, looking forward to the Yankees Phillies game with you, me, and JC. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, and so yeah, that wraps team talk for today. And, and we still went over. And we still went over. Yeah, we kind of. <laughs> yeah, we still went over our our time limit. We're <laughs> we're we're trying to figure this out here, people. Um, but yeah, uh, it's a lot of fun. And uh, so we're gonna go into our next segment called Junk Ball. Which is and what is that? I'll tell you, Kev. Uh, it is basically our main topic for the day. We are going to, over the course of these podcasts, we'll go through different topics where we think something should be addressed in baseball. Why we think it's not good for baseball. Why um, we think baseball should do this instead of that. Um, so some of the topics might include pitch clock, banning of the shift, you know, the juiced baseballs that were rumored last year, analytics, um, some conspiracies that I've realized that were in baseball that we could talk about. Um, yeah. And a lot of these are probably going to like overlap each other because oh, mm-hmm. they're all related in some respect. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it'll be a lot of fun going through all this, this stuff and figuring out, you know what your opinions are, what my opinions are. And then, you know, hearing back from listeners, yeah, you know, we have an email that we're going to get out to everyone. We're going to have social media that you can DM us at. 
Uh, and, you know, we'd love to hear your feedback, and that'd be a lot of fun. Um, but be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Be, <laughs> what was that? Be nice. Be ni- oh, yeah. No, no. You can be. No, no like, I know. <laughs> no, they can. They don't, can don't be too mean to yeah, us. Yeah, no. Don't be too mean. Please don't be yeah, mean no, to us. No. Um, so, Kev, why don't you go through the topic today, which Yay. is. Yes, yeah, because you picked the topic. I did. Yeah. I did pick the topic. And why I don't did. you explain it a little bit? Maybe. I don't even know what the best word to describe it as is a theme. You know, we kind of came up with it as bullpen game, kind of like how baseball pitchers aren't going as long in games and also how some relievers are starting games. So Yeah. So uh, this is just something that we're going to talk about. Like uh, like Peaches said, uh, we are pretty much talking about the things wrong with baseball. Um now there's many things that we love about baseball. That's why we're talking about it. So, but it's not a perfect sport. There are problems with it, as you know. Attendance is down. Uh, not the World Baseball Classic, though. Not the World Baseball Classic, but in, in the MLB, attendance mm-hmm. is going down. Um, and there are re- there's plenty of reasons for that. And one of them, uh, and I, we think it's a more fundamental reason, is that the game is just not as exciting as it has been in years past. And one of those things is the bullpen game. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we got to make a differentiation here because uh, for, for pitching, for those of you who are not too versed with baseball, there's usually like a standard format for how, pit, how long pitchers go in a game. So you have your starting pitcher, the person who st- obviously starts the game, it's in their name. They usually go about five, six, seven innings um, depending on how well they go. If they do great, they go all the way. If not, you know, they yank them early. Yeah, it's like, like Vince Velasquez throwing four innings at 100 pitches. <laughs> Gosh. Um, and then you you bring someone in kind of as what we call middle relief, someone to kind of fill in the space between like the sixth, seventh, and eighth innings to short things up. And then if your team is winning and it's a rather close, close-ish game, you have someone come in as your closer. And they usually just go an inning and make sure that, you know, it just limits the damage. Who's the best closer of all time? Craig Kimbrell. <laughs> Jonathan Papelbon. Oh, well, he, he's the greatest closer in Philly's history, he, technically. He has, no, no, no. He's not the greatest. He has the most saves. He, he has okay? the most saves. Yeah, he, he does, which is the, he the worst him, possible it, thing. In It, oh it puts him in the upper echelon of Philly's closers. I'd rather have Jose Mesa as the <laughs> all-time Philly saves leader. Without Mitch Williams, you know? No, I'm, I'm good uh, with... Uh, no, I'm not good with Papelbon as the all-time saves leader. Gosh. Oh, my God. Continue. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's it's okay. Um, so there's been a bit of a strategy change in baseball in recent years where they've been utilizing their starting pitchers less and bringing in bullpen players and pitchers more, hence the term bullpen game. So now instead of pitchers going five, six, seven innings, you might have a pitcher go, say, four innings. Uh, I don't like it. And then you have, you know, a couple of people pitch in relief after that for a couple innings. So you can have... Instead, three pitchers, which I'd say would maybe be standard or average, would you say? Having uh, three pitchers in a game be average? Back when a pitcher does well, yeah, it would be the starter, then then setup man, and then closer, basically. Yeah, that's what I mean. Mm Kind of like that one, two, three setup. Mm -hmm. Now you can have four, five, I've seen six, seven Mm -hmm. 
pitchers coming out of the bullpen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, one of the main reasons that they started doing this is the third time through the lineup. They did, so the pitcher, the starting pitcher would go through two times through the the starting lineup. He would get um, all that done. But then as soon as they, they saw some stats in the analytics that if you got past, you started facing the lineup the third time, your numbers started increasing. I mean, it also adds up that, like, yeah, you're getting more tired, you're throwing more pitches, and the batters have seen you. Now, this is the third time they've seen you. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that they started, like, you know, why do we force this guy to face the batter another time? Right. But I still think it's dumb because these guys are never going to learn adversity and to actually push through challenges. They're just going to be like, oh, yeah, it's not. It's my turn to go. Um, the uh, manager could take me out. It's dumb. And the bullpen game in the past, even a few years ago, is just an exception to the rule. You know, bullpen games were for extenuating circumstances. So say you have people who are hurt or you have a double header where you, you're really using your roster up. Yeah. And now it's being used as a strategy. And frankly, I feel like it's really doing damage to the pitchers. I mean, especially starting pitchers. Mm-hmm. They can't go as long mm-hmm. anymore because they're not throwing as much. Nope. Uh, no. I mean, you already have an emphasis on velocity over control for pitchers anyway, so that doesn't help with that either. That's a whole other topic that we can get into because it's not it's not good for the game. No. No. I nope. mean, you, you would think that having more pitchers in a game would help with the health of a, of a pitcher because you're not using them as much. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if it's just my perspective, but it seems like the opposite seems to be true. I've seen more pitchers going down with, like, arm injuries, mm-hmm. Tommy Johns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's the it's the – there's only so much force you can put on an elbow and ligament uh, yeah. without it for it, you know, and the wear and tear before it is like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to just gonna snap. Yeah. I mean, like, we were looking at some of the stats over the last few years for, like, pitchers just going the distance, and it's incredible how the amount of complete games, which is a starting pitcher going all nine innings, mm-hmm. how much that's gone down even five, from five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. So you were asking me before how many I thought were in 2022. And I was going to say in the 40s or maybe the 50s. So that even that was too high, I think. So how like how much was that? Uh, can you say that again? Sorry, I was I was looking at <laughs> it, something. On it, it's OK. <laughs> I got I got the stats up, too. I was just giving you the opportunity. I was literally just completely zoned out. I was like, uh, I was looking at strikeouts per nine. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just talking about complete games. I was going to guess in the 40s or 50s for complete games for 2022. But even that was too high. Yes. Um, 20. OK, so complete games for 2022. I'm making sure that I'm doing the right thing here. He didn't have the right thing the first time. No, I did not. Was I, was looking looking at I, was like, I was looking at National League. I am not tech-savvy people. Kev here is the tech-savvy person. I am not. Um, but Baseball Reference is a fantastic website, which has so much info. It is probably my favorite website because I just look up random stats. I can look up... I can know how many gold gloves Nolan Arenado does, but I can't figure out how to pay my taxes. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ten gold gloves, by the way. Um, future Hall of Famer, one of the best players ever. Love Nolan. Um, so, complete games from last year. How many do you think there were? Well, I was guessing 40s or 50s, but I saw what it was, and I'm like, wow, that's yeah. too low. 36. 36. 36. And just to put that in comparison, okay, if we go back just... 10 years to 2012, 
it was 128 complete games. 128. And if you go back to 1998, it was 300. 300 <laughs> complete games down to 36 over 25 years. I have 302. Years. I have 302. Sorry, 302. Yeah. Yeah, the 302 to 36 in that time span. That's just... <laughs> and in the COVID year, 2020, when there was only 60-some-odd games played, there was 29 complete games. Now, is that an asterisk next to it? Because they did have seven inning games, some of them, and I think they considered it a complete game. That year was such a blur oh to me. God. So I, I, t- I forget that there was... Was there a seven inning games? Oh, yeah. I think was Nola, it for double I think Nola had a... I'm pretty sure Nola had a 2020 complete game and. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. No, so this is completely. Is is there a way you think we that baseball could fix this or change, or do you think that this is kind of going to become the new norm where pitchers are just not going to throw seven innings all the time? It's just going to be you know the first two times through the order, and then if they start you know showing the first sign of like struggle, that they're going to get. Get uh get not rung up. Well, get, well I think well I think anything could change. Uh, I think the question is how long it would take. Yeah, uh, because like it all starts in the little in little league in T ball as you're draining these players up, and then you get play in middle school and high school, and they're just trained much differently now. Yeah, so you really have to start there to actually build up arm strengths mm-hmm. and allow pitchers to go the distance. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's something that can happen overnight. And it's just the thinking and baseball strategy has changed so much yeah. over the last twenty some odd years. These these guys are just trying to go back and throw a hundred and four. Oh, was the the Joyce the one of the prospects for the Angels? He threw hundred and four today in spring training. Yeah, like that's just. And Otani threw hundred and two in the World Baseball Classic. Look, this is unheard of yeah. that these guys are doing it this early. Obviously. You know, they're staying in shape and throwing probably throughout the year and offseason. Obviously, rest their arms a little bit, but just the ability that these guys have, I'm like, it's they're playing a dangerous game, I feel like. And I, I, I agree. I, I mean, like, when I, I remember when Araldis Chapman threw 105, 106, it's like, holy crap, can anybody beat that? And I'm looking at pictures of that now, it's like, they probably can beat that and do it much more commonly than a closer can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Otani's not a closer. He he starts. Yeah, he's a starting. And he's pitcher. also hitting bombs. Yeah, and <laughs> arguably the best player to play in. The, he's so much fun to watch. Um, let's go USA. Yeah. Cur- currently, we are watching the uh, quarterfinal between Venezuela and USA, and USA is up two nothing in the bottom of the first with nobody out still. Top uh, of the first. Yeah. What did I say? Did I say bottom? Yeah. Oh, top of the first. Wow. Yeah. My mistake. But. Yeah, speaking of Nolan Arenado, I was just talking about him. He just he just hit an RBI single. Yeah, yeah, he did. Going the or other no, way. No, no, I don't think he did. I think that he was just moving the man, the runner to third. Oh yeah, okay, just runner to third. Yeah. yeah, but but speaking of Nolan, Nolan driving in runs. He's been driving in a lot of runs for uh, World Baseball Classic. I'm pretty sure. Or he had a couple of doubles that I saw. But it's refreshing to see people drive in runs and get hits, right? Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to go through with, uh, you know, the bullpen games, stuff like that? Um, I, I guess it's related to uh, another issue that we were bringing up, too, is that no hitters. Mm-hmm. Um, you, in 2022, I think there was one pitcher through a complete game no hitter. Oh, I, that's that. I don't know. I, I, think, I think I saw there was one. The rest of them 
were combined, and that was on. Oh, that's was it the? Uh, nah, I can't remember. I can't either. Yeah. I, d- I I was looking it up. I was looking at all the no hitters from last year, and almost all of them are combined except for one, I believe, which yeah. is insane. But we don't talk about the combined no hitters because they involved our teams. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, because yeah, both by Houston, one by the Yankees in the regular season, then obviously the Phillies in the World Series. We're not talking about that though. No, 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 no. Well, we just did. Yeah. No, 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 not anymore. No, no, we're <laughs> moving past it. We're moving past it. Yeah, the combined no hitters. Um, I mean, they're technically no hitters because you're not giving up any hits. But how impressive really is it to have throw in five or six guys to throw no a no hitter? Yeah, it's it. It is. It's. Yeah. T- I mean, Tito complained about how boring baseball is. Uh, even as a baseball fan, that's that's not exciting to no, me. No, it's it's hurting the game where. You know, going back to the the bullpen, taking guys out early, not letting them go further. There's the chance for the no hitters, obviously, but you know, having these starting pitchers, it's almost like uh, you know another star that someone these teams can uh, you know the fan base can look up to. Like, oh yeah, like a guy throws five innings, you know, he's decent, but you know you want to see, you know, going back to the Phillies in 2010, 2011, you know, Roy Halladay throwing seven innings every game, Cliff Lee in 2011, so. Seven innings every game. You know, there was a stretch where Cliff Lee in 2011 or 2012, I think it was 2011, he threw he threw four complete games in a row, in a row, and he, I think he gave up two earned runs or something like that. It was that was another stat that I couldn't believe. I was like, holy crap! I love Cliff Lee. Cliff Lee is one of my favorite players as well. Um, I, I went to a game a couple of years ago where Zach Zach Wheeler was pitching in 2021. He touched a complete game, and the environment was like he was pitching a no hitter because yeah. no one sees. Yeah, that it, it's, no one sees it. It's kind of I've I've been saying it again. It, it's dumb. It's dumb that these pitchers cannot go longer, and I think it is it has to do with the analytics of you know certain teams, and they've changed the game. Now, I'm curious if that's going to continue in the 2023 because you could make the argument that last year might have been a bit more of an anomaly because of the strike and because of the like the spring training and the Yeah, but they still the, had they still had a full spring training, didn't uh, they? Uh, they did. Uh, I'm not making an excuse for that, but I remember early on when they were taking pitchers out of perfect games when they were pitching perfect oh games it was gosh. because well they didn't they weren't able to warm yeah. up. Yeah, I think it happened with Sean Mania. The first, I think the Sean Mania was the first one, because he was pitching for San Diego at the time, I believe, uh, and it was against Arizona. But they took him. I'm not sure if it was a perfect game or no hitter, but I'm pretty sure they did take him out because he had, I think he had 100 pitches after seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it's like some of these pitchers you can't even look up to. Like, I mean, th- I mean, if you remember Scherzer, he was pitching a perfect game and he was pulled out of it. It's like. Why do I not remember that? You don't remember that? That was last year. Why do I? He was pulled out of the perfect game, yeah. I don't remember that at all. Wow, this is... He was was hurt, to be fair. Oh, yes. Okay, now I remember. To be fair, he was hurt. That's I remember that now. Yep. But I don't know. There's still a part of me that's like, you know, how how like when will the opportunity Mm -hmm. come again? And maybe if he's not as hurt, Mm -hmm. like leave him in, but... Yeah. Well, you you and I were talking a little bit before this that you believe that the Rays might be uh, to blame for this. Is that right? To a degree. Yeah. Yes, I would say that. I think 
Kevin Cash's management style. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have. I mean, he's been successful as the manager of the Rays. Obviously, brought them down to a World Series, mm-hmm. and they've won eighty or more games through yeah. that t- through that span at least. But I, I feel like he deserves a bit of the credit for bringing in the bullpen game and making it mainstream. Now, was it? Do you think it's Kevin Cash? Because I feel like Joe Madden started doing a little bit, or just a tad, with the Rays organization. A little bit. I mean, it, it really kind of started, I feel like, with the Rays actually in, instating it as a strategy that to use. You do see them more than I do because of the Yankees and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah. but not as much as this year because uh, the new MLB uh, schedule, you don't face the teams as much. I think you face them t- only 12 times. It's only two home and two away series for yeah. divisions, and then you've, we face everyone else in... The MLB, which I think is cool, but that's a side note. Um, MLB just scored again. Looks like, what is it? Three nothing. Uh, oh, Tim Anderson, uh, what are you swinging at? The three nothing. One out, man on third. Yeah. Oh, and it's a new pitcher for Venezuela already. Wow, really? Holy. Yeah, see, yeah, Ruiz is pitching now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is good for USA. And after Tim Anderson, there's three Phillies in a row. Woo woo. Let's go. Who so who would they be playing if they win? Like they're playing Cuba if they win. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, Cuba, be Cuba, USA. If USA, it's whoever wins this game uh, will face Cuba, and then Japan faces Mexico. Japan looks unbeatable. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, that's another topic we can talk about. World Baseball Classic after it finishes. Um, but yeah, I. I am frustrated with the bullpen game. I don't like when uh, managers or teams are like, "Oh yeah, we're going with a bullpen game." I'm like, "This is—it's not exciting." You, you know, no. you're, you're like, "All right, great." I don't—I'm just gonna watch a bunch of guys throw one inning. You know, it's not—it's not baseball that I grew up with. It's not baseball that's exciting. Like, all right, yeah, this this guy just went seven innings. You know, give me a standing ovation after seven. You know, because he pitched seven innings, one run. You know, there's no. Uh, what's the what's the word like recognition for like starting pitching or like for like pitching anymore? It's like all right, yeah, you w- did your inning. Now sit down. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I I wonder, you know, they've been talking a lot about the time of the game and, and staying the pitch clock. I wonder if bullpen games make the game even longer because you keep taking pitchers out. It's boring. It's boring. No, yeah. the, I baseball has gotten more boring with how they've they've changed the stuff. Yeah. Obviously, they're trying to change it and quicken up the pace with some of the new um, changes and uh, adjustments that they're making. Um, and trust me, we will be talking about that in the future. Uh, we wanted to see it play out. But yeah. with how pitching, I mean, when I did fantasy baseball, I would go after, my strategy was to go after pitchers because based off of the leagues that I would play in with my friends from high school and a couple from college, uh, I'm not going to get because I've screwed over some people with trades. We're not going to. Uh, so you're not instating my fantasy football strategy of drafting every, uh, everybody from one team. No. And have them play. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Kev, Kev one time for fantasy football, he drafted all Packers, uh, <laughs> except I had Jordy Nelson on my team, and he kept trying to trade me. I uh, won two games. Yeah, he did win two games against who? What Howie? How our friend Howie, who uh, <laughs> forgot to set his lineup, <laughs> and his only losses, I think, were to Kevin or something like that. Amazing. But uh, Amazing. we'll have to look back at that. But uh, going back to baseball, like I would 
strategize to have pitchers because they would get me the most points. And these pitchers would go six, seven innings and all the time. That's what it is. I, I don't play fantasy baseball anymore, but if I tried it again, I'd have to create a new strategy because the game has changed so much in the last five, six years. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's not, it's not good for the younger kids to look up to either because it's not like, because they have the base, the position players, but these pitchers, you know, they're just, they're just basically, I, I can't try to think of a term for it. It's almost like they're just going in there, doing their job, getting pulled and they're like, good job. Now go rest your arm and don't get hurt. But I think because they're not pitching longer, it's hurting them. It's not building up the strength. They're just I like agree. maxing out short intervals and they're not prolonging um, you know, the endurance and stuff like that. It will be interesting to see this year with the pitch clock how because there's less there is less rest in between each uh pitch for the pitcher. Yeah. And he has less time to recover. So there it's like a higher threshold or something like mm-hmm. that. Yes. And we wanna uh one of our good friends who Kev's roommate um, his name's Pai Paisani. He is is athletic training major, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But he knows a lot about you know physical fitness and everything about into baseball, and we we'll probably get him on here to talk about that with us. But um, that's for another time. Is there anything else you want to say about the bullpen games and how frustrated we are with it and how it's boring it is that pitchers <laughs> only go three innings and it's a good job if they do well, that? Well, uh, how many synonyms can I come up for boring and uninteresting? Boring and just boring, not good boring. for the game. Yeah. It's not good for the game. But yeah. I, I think that's all I really had to say. On yeah. That. Verdict on that is that it's boring and we miss pitchers going the distance and pitchers going six, seven innings. It just... It's not as fun. It's not as fun, and I don't think it's good for pitchers. No, not good for pitchers. I miss I miss Roy Halladay. I miss Cliff Lee. I miss all those pitchers that would just go and mm-hmm. just go to the game. The but Pettits, the Clemenses, the mm-hmm. Messinas. Well, Clemens cheated, so. He still went the distance, though. Yeah, cheating. Cheating. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Are there any Phillies that took steroids that obviously got Dykstra? Uh, there's probably someone on the Mitchell report, some random I know, guy. D- I know Dykstra did, because Dykstra's, oh my gosh, you, Dykstra's a piece of work. The, uh, the the funniest one I saw on the Mitchell report was Chuck Knobloch. You remember yeah, him? Yeah, I remember Chuck Knobloch. He yeah. was on the Mitchell report. <laughs> but he only hit, like, I think he, I don't know if he ever cracked double digits in home runs. He might have done it once or twice, but mm-hmm. he, yeah, he took steroids, mm-hmm. too. I'm like, yeah. I mean, it certainly didn't help with his throwing from second to first base. <laughs> <laughs> I always get Ch- Chuck Knobloch and Hank Blaylock. You know, the third baseman for the Rangers at some point. But uh, talk about names that are just Chuck Knobloch. Oh, what a I, name. I remember Chuck Knobloch. <laughs> yeah. um, More from MLB yeah. 2000, so 2000, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Is that on 64? PlayStation. PlayStation. Wow. PlayStation. Gosh. Time flies. Indeed. Um, so, yeah, that wraps up junk ball section uh, and talking about the bullpen game and how pitchers are – Going shorter distance, um, and yeah, exactly. And we're not here to, you know, be negative about everything. We're not. That's not our goal. Um, we want to. That's just something that we want to talk about and make sure that we address. Um, but we're going to close with uh, something that we think will be fun for for everyone, and it's something that I started uh, back uh, last year on Instagram. Uh, it was creating hot takes for people and 
to be fair, I was completely honest with all my hot takes on Instagram. People called me out, mm-hmm. but I was completely honest. Not every single one of those hot takes, I believe in my whole heart. Okay. So what's your definition of a hot take? It's something, an opinion that is not popular with the general population. So like... Uh, what percentage of the population? I would say at least 70%. So if you, that was kind of how I viewed if it was a successful hot take on my polls on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It was, if people disagree with me on 70%, that's what I viewed as a hot take. So I'm trying to remember um, one of my hot takes. Oh, I know one that was really big. Uh, Rogue One is the only good Star Wars movie. A lot of people disagreed with me, but I know I'm right because Star Wars is kind of boring and Rogue One's the only good movie, okay? Other ones are okay, but that's another story. So we're going to close out with a hot take each time and talk about it for you know maybe a minute or two, but Kev's going to give us a hot take uh, to close us out. So what do you got, Kev? Yeah, so um, it has to do with the lovely postseason format that the MLB has been expanding over the years. Now, it's not quite the system that once was where it's just like you have one team from the American League and one from the National League, and boom, that's the World Series. That's too restrictive. <laughs> boom, tough acting, tough acting. We're far. Tell us, come on. Sorry, sorry guys. Um so over the years, um, MLB has been expanding its postseason format. Uh, they expanded it again last year. So now it's you have uh, wild card teams playing against each other just to get into the first round of the playoffs. And my hot take is that I don't like it. I think it's too many teams. I think it waters down the competition. And I think it incentivizes mediocrity because now all you have to do is win a couple games over 500 and make the playoffs. And an even hotter take, I think, to go on top of that is I believe there's going to be a below 500 baseball team that's eventually going to make the playoffs with this format. Wait, you ended it? I didn't end it. Oh, I thought you ended it. No, I was waiting for your <laughs> response. <laughs> the way the Kev, it looked like Kev had stopped the recording here. I was like, what are you doing? Um, no, I'm <laughs> still, the mic is still hot. Okay. I completely disagree. I'm not sure if I have bias here, but because the Phillies were the seven seed and we got all the world all the way to the World Series, I think while I won't disagree that it promotes mediocrity, I don't necessarily that it um I think it incentivizes teams that might not, you know, think that they might make it to spend at the trade deadline and try, which I think baseball should do and owners should try where Pittsburgh Pirates are not even trying. Oakland Athletics aren't even trying. There are teams that should try and try to get in. And look what happened to the Phillies. We got in the seventh spot on the last day. Was it the last day? Wow, I'm a terrible Phillies fan. Uh, Yep. uh, We got in, and we got all the way to the World Series. And we were up 2-1 in the World Series. We blew it, but we got in, and we went all the way. And I think those stories are good for baseball. With your idea, the Phillies wouldn't have been in, and you would have just had you know, teams that you didn't want to root for. Like, I don't want to root for the Dodgers. Like, if the Do- it would have probably been the Dodgers and, um, you know, if there was just one wild card team. But they earned their way in. Yeah, the, yeah, but they earned their way. So, I, didn't, I mean, like, the, but, they didn't, but they didn't earn their way in the playoffs. They didn't, they didn't prove it. They were the best team in the regular season, but they weren't the best team overall. I don't think it's good. 
So how many teams do you think should? I think this. I think this. I think this format is good. I don't think they should add any more. I'm okay with that. Would that change if they add two more teams and the Phillies are like the last seed? I would probably feel a little bit different then. Yeah, I think it's good. This is seven is good because I do kind of agree because because it sounds like to me you're basing your argument on the fact that the Phillies just made it in because they expanded the format. Well, it is the first year, so this is what I'm going off of. So I'm going off of just last year, and the Phillies were. And so I have a lot of information going for for the Phillies. Uh, who was the seventh seed for the AL? I'm a terrible baseball. Fan. Yeah, this is. I am a terrible. Yeah. Baseball fan. Anyway, but, I have a laptop too. Any, anyway, I think that it is pushing the boundaries for having a below 500 team, but I. Don't think it'll be that. I just I don't think you'll get there. Um, obviously, it'll be proven wrong this year. Someone will get in just because we're talking about it. Um, but I don't think that it really hurts baseball. I think it helps. It helps. It, I mean, look what happened to. I'm just going to use Phillies as an example. Look what happened to this fan base. Like I was at those games and I was with going around and hanging out people, hanging out with people at bars and watching the game. Like it was talk of the town even though the eagles were freaking undefeated uh until basically a little bit after they phillies lost the world series but so no i completely disagree with you and i think it's a terrible hot take well you're a terrible person so wow jeez and you're wrong no but (laughs) yeah so that's where we'll end uh our first official Junk Baller Podcast. Our officially official Junk Ball o- Podcast. Officially official. Um, thank you for listening. If you have any questions, comments, things you want to let us know, you can reach us reach us at our Instagram handle, which will probably be, I don't know. Actually, have we created it yet? Nope. No, we haven't created it. What's our email? It is junkballpodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. There we go. So reach us out. Reach out to us there. Um, but we will have the Junk Baller Podcast Instagram page up. And we will be on YouTube as well. We are going to be doing that. Um, we will figure things out uh, for the future podcast with topics and stuff like that. But we got a lot in store for you guys. And uh, hope you guys had a great listen. Bye.